And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have Cave Children. So, Cave Children uh, is on creepypasta.wiki. It is by a, or at least it was posted on by a, um, the baker. <laughs> that is the uh, the moniker of the user that uh, that posted it first. Um, there's a not safe for work content warning at the beginning of the uh, story, which, uh, we'll, we'll get to in the, uh, in the rundown, uh, as to why that's there. Um, and, uh, before we do the rundown though, uh, let's do the initial recommendations. I'm going to recommend it. Uh, I'm going to partially recommend it. Interesting. Say personally or partially? <laughs> I'm going to personally <laughs> recommend this. <laughs> Partial. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll recommend it as well. Okay. Well, let's dive in and see why. So, with the rundown, uh, a voice recorder is recovered from the Dulf Aral cave system in on the Micronesian island of Punpia, or of uh, Punpei. I'm probably getting that wrong. I apologize to our Micronesian listeners. Um, Anytime we're saying anything, that <laughs> we apologize we for our for our dumb English tongues. Yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> where a team went missing in 1996. Um, the caves have local legends of horrid creatures called the Children of Bandulf, the progeny of the titular Earth demon Bandulf, dwelling deep within the caves. Um, the recordings are audio and thus transcribed uh, for the remainder of the story until a short note at the end. Uh, chronicling the lead researcher's thoughts and notes via a dictaphone, Dr. Mason Perry is the lead scientist with Dr. Jeanette uh, Briggs and William Kincaid. There was a fourth doctor, uh, Dr. Marcin Inciera, uh, who fell ill after landing on the island and eating something that made him sick. Uh, it should be noted that Dr. Inciera uh, would be the one to aid in the search party to find. Um, the lost team that went into the caves and also found the, the tape recorder. The three scientists descended into the caves uh, with several days supplies, hoping to hoping to research a local lizard species in the caves that seemed to have adapted the ability to throw rocks up and hit prey or enemies. And so they were basically going down to the caves to research, like why this adaptation was a thing among these lizards. Uh, I mean, they were when called you the worded it like that. It was kind of like they go like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. It was, I should, yeah, I should, yeah. They they use they use like their tail <laughs> to like uh, basically catapult rocks up into the uh, up into the air. Yes. Um, hence giving them the rock tail lizard uh, name. Um, while down studying the lizards that they in fact do find, um, they encounter the a sighting of another creature, something fitting the children's description, but only Jeanette seems uh seems to have seen it uh the other two are very interested to see it for themselves uh much to the warnings of the now nervous dr briggs 
deeper in, they spot the creatures, but have a hard time identifying what exactly they are biologically due to the distance. Um, the group decides to call it for the day, but get lost when it seems the cord they had been using to mark their passage seems to have been moved. This freaks out Jeanette, who starts reciting some of the local legends they had previously heard about Bandulf uh, by the locals. But the scientists tried to follow the rope regardless in the hopes that they were merely mistaken that it had been moved. And maybe like the terrain had just maybe changed as a from a, a rock fall or from flooding or like maybe they just didn't know what exactly the terrain was uh, as they were coming coming through. Um, they get lost deeper into the caves and lose Dr. Kincaid, who fell off a ledge some ways down. Uh, unable to retrieve him or even know if he's a, he's unconscious or dead, they press forward, hoping to find the exit to bring back help. It's about this point, or a little bit further in, that they discover th the nest of the creatures, which the cord had actually led them to. So the cord had been moved by something. Uh, and see them... Uh, see the creatures for themselves for what they truly are hairless hominids of some kind twisted and bodily changed for life in the caves and climbing upside down on the ceilings uh, this sends dr perry and briggs back the way they came and exhausted they decide to set up a small camp before moving for uh moving on um with uh with one of them taking uh taking a shift to guard the uh the area uh, Dr. Perry is the one that is the, has first watch. Um, Dr. Perry kills an intruding creature with the gun they brought. And as he studies it, Jeanette comes over and freaks out, but then becomes far calmer than she was previously, uh, even taking the next watch while Mason sleeps. This proves to be a ruse of sorts as, uh, as Jeanette has snapped mentally and decides to go into the nest to join the creatures, leaving Mason with a message on the dictaphone um, in the hopes that he might follow her. This proves to be a bad and disturbing idea for Jeanette, as Mason discovers her missing and finds her being violated and then devoured by the creatures. Uh, though she never once screams or and, and even seems to be mimicking their strange postures as she... Uh, walks among them and then gets like horribly violated and, and devoured. Uh, time goes by and Mason is struggling to survive, having to bandage up some injuries uh, while attempting to hunt for the lizards for food, uh, eventually resorting to eating the corpse he killed at camp. Uh, but that eventually makes him ill. Fearing his own soon demise, he ties the dictaphone to the cord uh, that they were using in case of someone finding it, and eventually someone does find it. Uh, this is where we then enter the the small end note, um, kind of wrap around bit of the uh, of the story of where like the of where we get the people who found the dictaphone and such, um, mentioning that the rescue party found the tape recorder. They also spotted. Uh, some creatures of the of these these uh, children of Bandulf um, approaching, but were able to drive them off. Uh, one of them even seems to have bandages on its wrists. Finn. So yeah, that's the the rundown for cave children. Uh, I suppose we'll move on to 
everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions at this point. Uh, Mikey, do you have anything? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Assuming you don't. I don't. I dare. All right. So my first one here, um, I was originally thinking it was an actual thought, but technically it's grammar. Okay. Um, so the quote is, uh, 17 entries of substantial length were recorded, as well as several shorter entries that appear to have been recorded by mistake, as yep. no speech is audible for their duration. Mm. The issue with this is that the subject is the 17 entries and the sub several shorter entries, so no speech is audible for the entire duration. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the next sentence that says what follows is a transcription of the audio which appears in those 17 entries. Um, it's like, okay, well, there's nothing there. So I, I had the same <laughs> issue. And then I came to the realization that there were 17 entries. And then there was a few shorter ones that just didn't have any um, like audio because like it was they, it, it yeah. accidentally turned on and stuff. So they did. So they're not including those 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 extra entries. There we're we're merely getting the transcriptions of the audio. That's what they meant. Like they, yeah. they're what's transcribed is with the audio that the seventeen entries that did have audio. Yeah, yeah. Am I for once the the one that didn't trip up on something? It's very possible. It, I understood <laughs> it because. It says right at the start, 17 entries of substantial length were recorded, yeah. as well as several shorter ones that have been reported have been recorded by mistake with no speech. What follows is the transcription of the audio, which appears in. Oh, I see. The problem is the word those. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I overlooked that and just connected 17 to 17 because of my stupid dumb brain. Well, it's very simple, but it, it also right way. It because you you did it because you you didn't have a problem, whereas we yeah. overanalyzed it and then like oh it's supposed to be this okay that like one well, least, word just fucks right up yeah. yeah. So the the easy way is just say seventeen entries of substantial length were recorded. Period. Several yes. shorter entries that appeared to have been recorded by mistake, as no speech is audible for the duration. Yep. And then what follows is a transcription of the audio that appears in the 17 entries. Mm -hmm. Or in the entries that have dialogue. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. That, that, that was a bit of a grammar issue. It's like, and you have no story. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... <laughs> One thing that I, I'm wondering is if the accidental ones actually had some important information in them, just because, like, just because there's no dialogue doesn't mean that there isn't important sounds and stuff that could have been helpful. But I don't mm. know what you would get out of that story-wise, you know? Yeah, like you could have done like like sounds of like gibbering or like the the buzzing sound as like the as as a character is like snoring or something like that, or like the sound of a gunshot, <laughs> like yeah. Stuff like that, like you, you, that's that's how they would do it. Probably it's just like be just transcribing the sounds uh, that you're hearing, mm. so it'd be close captioned. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so that's the main grammar inquisition that I had. Okay, um, and then I have a conjunction junction. Ooh. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It serves as the only record of the events which the parties in question experienced. 
It seems as though the lizard spends some amount of its spare time making sure that its rock supply is more usable in the event of an emergency. It happened so fast, I didn't even see the throw. It was climbing on the ceiling when it appeared. It whipped a series of rocks up at it with shocking speed. But I want this to go on record, on that little record you're keeping. I think this is a mistake. And actually, hey, Bill, does that thing look like a tail to you? It sort of follows the arc of the bat, but it's just hanging there. And it could be short fur, right? It's possible that falling rocks or rising water have changed the terrain and we don't realize it. It looked like making. It gave birth like that. It's definitely hairless, covered completely in translucent white skin. It could be that she knows what it is now, but I suspect it has more to do with the knowledge that these children can be killed. And get out. And Jeanette bent over backwards like one of them, and they came at her. It's an intelligible problem. And another came up and tried to get on, but the one between her legs wouldn't stop wrestling and get out of the way. It ripped off these huge chunks of her skin, of her muscle, just ripped her open, and then it went for the hole. And then two more did this on the other side, and then more started ripping holes, and and pretty soon he was just a pile of of wet meat, and they started eating it. It's been two weeks since I came into these godforsaken caves, but today I realized that it had been tied up at the campsite, and. And does it build its army of children from humans it traps in these caves? Then, wow! So we have our first not for, say for work its story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, so the 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 story as written is like what you what like a like a decent like found footage film tries to do like to get like the proper like kind of uh, like context and stuff of that. Mikey's it story here or conjecture conjecture bit here is um what we like to say is like the 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 more what what would actually happen in this situation with an audio recorder that's been like in a in a wet and damp dark space for several uh several weeks <laughs> um like first and then like somebody's trying to salvage the audio and stuff like that <laughs> it's just this like kind of like off like just like out of context like random garbled message like no, notes and messages <laughs> more or less yeah also the way that it went it sounded like the entire time they're talking about the rock lizards yeah 
So like <laughs> yeah. when the rock lizard was like picking up and throwing rocks, it was throwing it with its uh, quote unquote tail that they were yeah, the, the describing. Tail earlier. in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> Later, yeah. yeah. Which makes it like all the words like, so it was it was the it was the rock tail lizards the whole time. Yeah. It was just a bunch of lizard men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now mm. I'm gonna say the reason Mikey does this is because there's always better words uh better better ways to start a, a, a sentence like other than using its ends or butts. However, <laughs> it's how the character talks. <laughs> exactly, because this is a transcript of an audio file. And yes, people do add in its ands or buts all the time in conversations and in, in note taking even. So. Mm. <laughs> are you, mm-ing? you they know who they are. <laughs> OK, starts with a G, ends with a W. That's always having to be removed in the Twitter. Oh, okay. I see how it is. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, why? You, I don't know. Okay, whatever. I'm, I'm just being funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, fair <laughs> Moving on. Uh, all right. So with that out of the way, I guess uh, gamer. Yeah. In none of our four excursions were the missing parties in question found nor any of their supplies, save for the length of guideline and the tape recorder attached to it that serves as the only record of the events which the parties in question experienced. So, when I first read this, I thought the quote-unquote missing parties were the four excursion teams, since it doesn't actually <laughs> yeah. tell us who they are and like who they're going in to find in the first place. Yeah. Because it seems like they've lost multiple teams going in to try to find them, but it's 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 so vague with this. It just keeps saying the parties in question or the missing parties. Like we have names. Yeah, like, yeah. It's Dr. the Mason's it's, party. Exactly. It's the Mace. It's the it's the Perry expedition. It's Mason Perry, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, it could be called the Perry expedition that they're mm. the, or the Perry party that they're looking for. For yeah. alliteration, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally needed in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> or just the initial, um, uh, the initial team, the first team, the the first explorers, like anything to specifically say the first one is the one that they're talking about. Yeah. So if they are sending in multiple people and multiple people are getting missing, I guess they are technically looking for all of them. Yeah, but it it seems like they they just had like four excursions because they were trying to find like any sign of their original team. But yeah, the way it's written, it sounds like they're like losing four teams. <laughs> and maybe they have, but again, it's not clear. Yeah. It's like, well, now we know what happened because we have this one audio tape that kind of details what what is taking our teams. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, to me, it seems like it's an important plot point mm-hmm. to say like the name of the people who they're going in to find in the first place, because that's the whole reason that all this is happening. And the yeah. fact that it just keeps saying the parties in question just really bothered me. Fair. Personally, I would leave the story off with who the missing people are, why they're there, and how long they've been missing for. Like it doesn't have to be long; it's just something to set the scene. So you know, we're not going into media rats. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you just, you just like, and now just like I'm picturing this as like unsolved mysteries with like uh, the host, like that awesome host from that. It's like, it's like. Doctor Perry, uh, Doctor Mason Perry, and his team went into into a, into a cave in on the Micronesian island of of Pompeii, and uh, <laughs> it just goes onto the and like starts like detailing like the excursion, and then like they were never seen again. All that remains, uh, all that was found of their of their excursion, 
was a dictaphone found at the end of a cord, supposedly from their expedition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I would like. It annoyed me off the bat. Didn't yeah. set me on the right pace, but that's fine. Moving on. And yet you still recommended it. That's what's that's surprising. <laughs> I it's a bumpy road. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a cave. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's a lot of uneven terrain to get there. Yeah. And then uh I I know it's dialogue. So technically it's fine. Yes. But um at one point he says, um, each of the four of us also has semi-automatic handguns with 15 rounds. Hopefully we won't have to use these last. Do you have an itchy trigger finger or you want to use those first? Because that's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> Fair. I assume it's meant only as a last resort. Hopefully we won't have to use them. Just the way yeah. he says it, it sounds like he really wants to shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does. He's the only one who gets to use the gun. That's true. But yeah. <laughs> That's the only uh, grammar-related discrepancies I have, because I didn't want to poke too much at the actual dialogue, because it's dialogue. That being said, I didn't really see any problems with how it was transcribed. Yeah, I didn't see... I didn't note any, like, spelling issues at all, uh, that that many spelling issues either, so, like... Yeah. I kind of give it a pass, because, again, it is a transcript of an uh, of some audio, which, again, that for means... us, <laughs> it gives us the... Uh, it gives it a pass. <laughs> That being said, mm-hmm. people make mistakes when they say words. So the fact that there's no mistakes is a mistake. <laughs> well, no, okay, no. Spelling mistakes are fine. Um, but or like spelling mistakes not being there are fine. But yes. like the way the pronouncing things, like they like you just pointed out a couple. So yeah, they're they're yeah. there. <laughs> well, the one. And he is an academic, so like he's a little bit more well learned. <laughs> I, I guess so he might not make he's used to he's used to talking through to a dictaphone or like at least doing lectures and stuff I assume I suppose <laughs> sorry sorry is that gonna be your thing all episode just, <laughs> just yep. whenever I say words and you can say something to counter it uh yeah moving forward that's gonna be my thing today excellent <laughs> how does it feel how does it feel gamer <laughs> I mean, it, eh, whatever. <laughs> okay. I also like the fact that it says semi-automatic handguns and doesn't give us a specific model to worry about. Yeah, because yes. who cares? Yeah, exactly. It's not important to the the plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also they're they're like scientists and doctors, so they're not necessarily gun fondlers, you know. Also, also, this might be an actual thought, but when he shoots the gun in the cave, everyone, <laughs> the audience <laughs> is now deaf. <laughs> like, even if that sucker has a, a silencer in that confined space of a cave system, uh, congrats, you've alerted every creature to your presence, and also you are now all deaf. <laughs> and also terrified all the creatures. That's true, yeah, yeah, because like, I imagine like being a cave-based life form they probably have a, an enhanced sense of hearing, um, so or and even like smell or something. But probably more like the hear, more likely the hearing, because that's usually what happens within in cave creatures. Mm-hmm. So yes, you, it, yeah, effectively they like the, the the bang probably sent them like reeling away for a time anyway. 
Yeah, especially with the dead body. Like, they know that bang means dead. Oh, no, I'm staying away. It would even be interesting if, like, when he's studying the creature, that like, the corpse, uh, he found that, like, he just simply winged it, and maybe the percussion of the of the bang actually, like, ruptured its brain or, like, its its ears because of how sensitive they were. But we don't really kind of get that detail into, like, the organism. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, or if he straight up missed it, but it still yeah. died because the shockwave just going past its ears like they're so sensitive that it just exploded and killed it from the inside yeah i think that would be really cool that'd be neat Mm -hmm. but that's more of an actual thought thing but um yeah i'm done with grammar okay well that was a good segue to actual thoughts (laughs) um so for my actual thoughts i'm going to start this um on november 22nd a rescue party led by dr marcine incieta into the uh, the dolph aral caves of Punpei uh, of, Pun, of Punpei uh, again, gonna get that wrong um, discovered a damaged tape recorder oh, so it wasn't even damaged so so it, it would have been more likely that like what, what Mikey did for the uh, for the construction injection even more well, um, damage could just mean like the actual device, not the, yeah just like surface level damage on the like scratches and dirt on it but it's not necessarily wrecked the function of it yeah, or like even the like the device might be wrecked or damaged, but the uh, the rec- the actual like cassette or like the, whatever medium they use to record on is probably still intact inside the casing. So yeah, uh, but regardless, yeah, the rec- uh, rec- recorder tied up in a piece of white guideline. Um, so of course, I immediately, upon finding out that this is a uh, a cave system on an island in the, in Micronesia, I immediately had to go look see if it was a real place. So, Pohnpei is a real Micronesian island, um, though I could not find any anything about Dulf Aral Caves um, or even Bandulf uh, on like on a cursory search online. Um, so, like everything that I looked, everything that kept coming up was this creepypasta, um, or like things like did you actually mean this and i was like no <laughs> or did you mean duluth <laughs> which again no <laughs> um so either it's a very local thing and just not popping up on a broad google search um or it might be that the the cave system and the creature like the the entity and some of that are also fic- are actually fictionalized for the story as was kind of my idea for what happened with uh, the inglis kogan forest in the woman in snow, in the the woman in the snow uh, creepypasta, mm-hmm. uh, or like Eaker Falls, which is a fictional town in West Virginia. And Inglis Clogan still sounds like a move <laughs> that uh, a dude in a fighting game. Inglis Clogan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it it really is. I love it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. So that being said, that yeah, so that that was my thing. It was like I had to I had to look it up to see if it was a real place. The island's real. The cave systems might be, but like they're not popping up on online so yeah um and i mean again like stories can have like fictional locations in real places so i highly doubt google has markers for every single cave in the world you know i mean (laughs) google map is pretty invasive (laughs) i guess but still but yeah in a a Um, small place way the hell over there yeah, like I, I don't know if they would go into that sort of detail. I I I think you underestimate Google's invasiveness, but <laughs> in our in our world, but yes, um, I do. I clearly yeah. do. Yeah. Um. 
but you could also be right. Like it might just be like so small enough or like maybe even like there might be thing that's like it's just a local like name or like a local place. So like no one's gotten around to like putting it online yet. <laughs> yeah. No, like you say. Um, so moving on to the next thing here. Um, they told of large four-legged animals with the pale translucent skin characteristics of cave albinism. These creatures had several uh, had severely arced backs from each of the four corners of which protruded spindly le- li- spindly limbs bisected by single outward facing joints and at the bottom tips of which were flat feet. They lumbered about like awkward spiders with a wriggling left to right motion of their bodies, which appeared flexible. They had two large immobile protrusions on their backs, which were thought to be, which were thought to conceal wings, though they were never seen to fly. Jutting out from between their two front legs was a round head with a single enormous red eye, which blinked rapidly. So when I read this description, I was kind of ha- like at this point in the story, um, because like th- this is like pretty early on and like we hadn't gotten the full like kind of fleshed out version of what these creatures are and stuff. I was trying to visualize this and maybe it's because I've been really like just down a fallout rabbit hole for and we just came off a of fallout uh, creepypasta recently. But I keep visualizing the concept art for the centaurs for Fallout 4. Um, or even like the right. Snallygast from uh, from Fallout seventy six. So I'm going to send you guys, like, show you guys the the my co hosts uh, the concept for like the centaur because it is way different from what you expect a centaur to be in uh, uh, in real life, and even what it looked like in uh, in Fallout three. Um, so this is kind of initially what I was expecting this creature to look like. Okay, like something like along that lines, like some kind of like horribly disfigured like monster like that. Don't know why it's called a centaur, but I guess they needed to pick a name for it. Um, yeah, originally I think like in in Fallout One or Two, I think originally like it had like it was a little bit more um of a hybrid between like an animal and a and a and a, and a human mutant, and then as oh, okay. the series have gone on, they've developed it more into like a more hideous like Cronenberg monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, anybody look at who's who's curious, who's listening to us, uh, Google image um the concept art for Fallout Four, uh, the centaur. And then also like the Snallygast from uh, from Fallout seventy six. So yeah, um, that was originally like what I thought. Of, like I was trying to like because it's the way it's describing it, it's like the like arced back, four corners of which protrude spindly legs bisected by a by single outward facing joints and like just though it was like very like I was like trying my best to like visualize like what i was like reading and i was i was kind of coming up short other than just like an amalgam of flesh (laughs) i saw it basically as a way more fucked up version of the spiders from killing too oh shit you're right yeah yeah that's a killing floor spider it'd be that if he was walking upside down basically yeah and yeah everything i maybe didn't make it look like the actual one of the creatures but yeah yeah I also, I also kind of like uh, in Fallout New Vegas. There's also a, cre- a creature in the DLC called the Tunneler, um, which kind of also gave me an idea that maybe like that was what it was. Mm-hmm. Again, sorry for listeners. Uh, just, just Google image. Uh, Google along you, with us. Yeah, Google along with us. 
Can you find uh, some images that aren't 100 by 100 pixels, please? Jesus <laughs> Christ, there's two in a row. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They're so small. How's this one? Is that better? Uh, that's, that's a lot better, yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, apparently, according to the lore, the tunnelers are, even though they're reptilian, they descended from humans who were trapped underground and uh, over the last, like, 100 years devolved into that. <laughs> so, Devolved or evolved? Who knows uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> That's cool. um, Yeah. So, yeah, and, like, there's also another creature in, like, the pit DLC for Fallout 3 called the called a trog, and it's very similar in terms of, like, its That's stance and stuff to it. Oh, <laughs> Only the trolls in Shadowrun. Uh, Sorry, Mikey. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, basically they're like fr- they're like horrible, like like mutated like humanoids that like walk like frogs, kind of like the the tuddlers. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that was my my initial like thoughts when I was like getting the description of these things. Like, what the fuck is? And like, what the hell am I listening? What the hell am I reading? <laughs> like, what is yeah. this? What is this description? And then we get this. Um, which is kind of further down my rabbit hole here. Um, uh, well, my colleagues and I suspect that what the young men believed to, they experienced was heavily colored by local legends. However, we appreciate that some sort of large, or sorry, we no, no, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, we appreciate. <laughs> However, we appreciate that some sort of large crustacean may live within the caves all the same. And as such, have taken certain safety precautions. Why would they appreciate that? I guess like like maybe maybe they're using a different like a like a uh, using a different, a different meaning of appreciation for like like we acknowledge that there's yeah. there may be a large crustacean down there, so we're going to take some precautions. So when I got the crusta- crustacean addition to this. I then started thinking of like Meyer lurks again from Fallout, um, and specifically <laughs> mm-hmm. Fallout Four. There's a uh, there's like a, a lobster kind of um, uh, Meyer lurk that kind of I was now suddenly like kind of thinking it was more like, um, or if I were to port this creature to d- again, th- bear in mind this is like really early on in me reading the story, so I'm like a lot of this is like full on conjecture because I haven't actually gotten the full like gist of what the creature was, um. If I were to port this into D and D Dungeons and Dragons, I'd probably use a variant of the Chol, which is a crustacean monster often found in caves as well. Um, and it's like this, like kind of horrible, kind of grotesque-looking, like lobster man kind of creature, like that's like mm-hmm. hunched down, hunched back, and like you know, hunched down and like crawls on all fours and stuff like that. Sometimes, um, I know eventually we get a proper look at them. And it removes a lot of these ideas and speculations. But I mean, it was it was fun for me to just kind of like speculate really early on and like get some ideas for like potential like game fodder stuff. Yeah. Um, honestly, I could even make the argument that the final version of what we get, I could use a variant. I could use the stats and then like kind of mix it up a little bit for a choker from D&D, which is basically just like a pale cave dwelling humanoid that lives on the top on on the top of uh, of 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 cave systems sneaks around and you guessed it will 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 grab people and choke them up in the air <laughs> nice um what a uh yeah so uh or hell i might even just stat the, the actual final critter that we get in the story in vossen the rpg because <laughs> mm. i've kind of been looking into vossen of of late and i'm figuring out how to actually like stat out vossens uh, that aren't um or like stat out monsters in Vossen. 
um, that aren't in the OG books. So, um, yeah, uh, all that to say, uh, it was really fun at the beginning of this game of the story to like, just read the description and just kind of mull over like what exactly I'm the description I'm reading and like trying to get a visual of it. And then like starting to kind of go into a little bit of, of, of game fodder, like, uh, like, um, like exercises. Mm-hmm. But uh, I digress. I'll move on. <laughs> well, when is... you did get to the uh, last one, mm-hmm. or when you got to the the actual description of it, how yeah. did you view it? So the way I viewed the creature as it is, so it is basically a human who is crab walking like the Exorcist, uh, like it, like like the uh, like Linda Blair mm-hmm. in, the, in the Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, but like her face is all wrong. Um, like it's uh, it's. Well, there is. There's basically no face, as far as I. Yeah, saw like they it. they have no eyes. They have slits for for nose, and they have a gaping mouth, as we find out. Like rather than a an eye, um, that just constantly like opening up and down, or open opening up and down, opening up and and closing, um, and like, yeah, their their arched back is actually their belly, I guess, and like the rib cage, um, like almost like a blood eagled kind of way. Maybe maybe not yeah, bloody the like is the yeah. is what they thought the wings were. Yeah, because they're so yeah. like emaciated and like skinny that like it just looks like this these weird like um protrusions. Um and then of course we get like, you know, the tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which is just gross. <laughs> um so yeah, it's basically just like a horribly kind of mutated and disfigured like human form. Yeah, um, but it still looks humany. Yeah, it's it's sort yeah. of like um yeah, and it's like all hairless, so I was kind of getting some ideas from like um uh like cave dwelling, like what you kind of see, like like Gollum, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. Or like the like the 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 humanoids from the descent uh movies, which is about a bunch of cave dwelling humanoids that like attack cave uh some cavers. Mm. Um so like that kind of stuff. And then just like change up I like how they changed up the motion of these creatures, like and how their 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 locomotion, because they're not simply like like the tunnelers and like the trogs in in Fallout in the Fallout games, they're not simply like like even though they're like kind of in a frog stance and they like hop around and they like walk they 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 like they, they walk on all fours and stuff like that. Sometimes they're still kind of walking in a in a logical way to like what we as humans would like perceive. These creatures, their way of locomotion is like wholly alien by that uh, comparatively. Yeah, because like because they're so used to like climbing like they're climbing upside down on on the ceilings and walls of the of caves like mm-hmm. so they're always facing away from the wall <laughs> like that's so fucked up <laughs> um yeah and so by it's just, the end yeah. by the end the visual that i got was a little bit like it's a lot like and a little like um a uh, a creature from monster hunter oh yeah I've been that recently called uh, the kizu i need to look that up or, i have to send it sending a picture that picture is not going it should just go as a picture it's not going as a picture hang on please hold boom for those at home yeah monster hunter rise kizu k h e z u i'm glad you spelled it out because i would have like done like k i z u or something yeah it's the most fucked up monster i've experienced in that game 
And I've, I believe I've seen almost all of them, so it might be the most fucked up monster in the entire game. How how big is it in the in that? It's game? like dragon sized. Okay, Size so like wise, I think wrong, but... I think it would be terrifying if they were smaller, like wolf pack sized. Well, Maybe. Well, there could be a small crown version, which means there's a adorable small version. Oh, oh adorable! Of there has to be. <laughs> You're looking at a aren't you? No. <laughs> Shut up. You don't know me. I, I do. Yeah. We've been friends for years. Yeah. Oh, there's a. Oh, that, that, that's adorable. Oh, do you actually found one? I found one that's like next to a, a baby of a different type of uh, monster called oh, no. a, a Tigrex. There's a Tigrex and a, uh, a Kizu baby. Oh my god, it's so flower. adorable. They're adorable. But oh my god. <laughs> grown up, they are disgusting. They're all veiny. And weird, and they are also a a cave dwelling monster, which makes sense because they look like they'd be cave dwellers. They have no eyes; they're yep. blind, and they have the massive mouth, which is just like the creature like in the this. thing we saw. Yep. Yeah, they have wings that are off their arms, which the the uh, creatures in this don't have, but they're really weird. Yeah, their tail is like a big suction cup, and they can like grab onto the ceiling and hang well, there. Th- so they're like Lord Jab- uh, uh, Lord Bongo Bongo from uh, from the Shadow Temple of uh, of Ocarina of Time. Kind of, because like because like, he's like well because he's like his the top of him. I I don't know if it actually like sticks Wait, to something, but it, it, it does go off screen. So you never. It's always like in the shadows. So yeah. like it could be like that. Yeah. Yeah, this thing's so weird. Its neck extends out. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> and like he'll like bite you. With yeah. Toss you around uh, and shit, and he's all veiny. He's so disgusting. It does great. look like a penis head. <laughs> it's a little penisy, yeah. <laughs> it it kind of looks, yeah. It kind of looks like Rawhead Rex from Clyde Barker's novel, <laughs> sure. uh, which which is basically just a giant penis with with teeth. <laughs> nice. I mean, that's not nice at all, but nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a Clyde Barker story, so it fits. <laughs> Why is there so much cute art of the Kizu? <laughs> because be people are so anyway let's, let's move on yeah okay so, so yeah online yeah you guys check it out online uh for you listening uh apologies for us adding visual medium <laughs> to this audio podcast Fine. um you knew what you're signing up for <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah no i agree that's definitely something uh i guess mikey what did you visualize <laughs> at the end um it, it took a bit to visualize but yeah basically <laughs> Somebody uh, arced backwards, but instead of a human head, a very spherical um, head with just a big eye, red eye on it. And then you found out that that eye was, in fact, a mouth. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So so initially, if that thing was still a red eye, it would kind of be like uh, uh, Lord Bongo Bongo from uh, from Orkery of Time. Yes. (laughs) Why does it have lipstick? Yeah, I found a creepier one. The audience for the audience at home, um, gamer just posted an image of uh, of like a night scene with the uh, the Kizu in it, and it's like lips are just red. <laughs> yeah, tough. it has pretty red lips, honestly. Oh, like it's, in real in in the actual like game and stuff. An actual in game one instead of this pool art that people are doing. I, I can kind of see it on the image on like the the one image that you posted, like that has like it's like a sprite or like um, a model. Here's an alpha rip of like the, the scene where you actually like his intro scene where it's like neck extended okay. and the camera. I have yeah. seen this monster before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen that monster in my nightmares. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah, it is interesting how like we all had like 
kind of different, like different yet similar visuals. Um, it's just based on like again, w- like where we were coming from at uh, when we were reading the story. Last picture, I swear, this is it walking <laughs> around, not pissed off. <laughs> okay, for a second, because it's like full front, yeah. uh, it looks like super chubby and like just like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done putting pictures. Okay, up yeah, we should. Yeah. Okay. Um, God. All right. Yeah. So it is interesting. Yeah. So like we got like, uh, I, I, yeah. So I guess we'll, we'll move on from the the visual stuff. Um, actually, my next thing is kind of funny. Like coincidentally with this uh we have brought binoculars with night vision capabilities so that we can make our observations at a safe distance from any cave life and without the need for artificial light sources which might alert it to our presence to the latter end i am also using i am also taking research notes verbally with this dictaphone to avoid the need for light by which to write uh, should our headlamps need to be turned off? Because clearly making noise won't be, have the similar effect to a light source. I mean, he's probably going uh, hes probably going to be speaking low, but generally cave-dwelling creatures have better hearing than vision. So <laughs> even a whisper could be like, you know, um, detected more easily than like, say, a light source. But I mean, they weren't that prepared for like, what they found in the cave so like i can kind of give it a pass yep okay um all right then i'll I'll move on to my next thing here uh this one's a bit more of a silly one uh because no guides for these caves exist we have brought several thousand feet of highly durable cord with which to mark our path as we traverse the caves something something what are any of that stupid fucking rope for <laughs> <laughs> and i mean they they both did need that rope. It, it, again, it was a smart idea, but it was also a good narrative idea for that for the game for the story because the creatures are smart enough to move the rope, which was cool. Yes, um, it showed the sinister intelligence behind it. Um, and then we get the next thing here. This one is kind of confused. This one is another like case in the story where the story kind of confused me, and I'm not sure if this was like a typo or something, maybe or like maybe like similar to like what we had earlier with uh, the. Um, uh, the the entries with no audio, but here's the audio transcription kind of thing. I think yeah. that's the same situation with this. We would have preferred to select a cave other than the other than the one in which the children of Bandulf had been purportedly sighted, but this was the only one of the six caves in the range that local Tanichin guides were able, comma or willing, comma, to lead us to. Wait. (laughs) Aren't you looking for, like, new life forms? Even something that might be like the child of of Bandulf? Why wouldn't you go to a cave where they were spotted? (laughs) Well, because they were a research team there to research the lizard rock-throwing creature. Okay, and it's not that they don't want to go to one. It's like the guides won't take. This is the only one the guides will take them to. Well, and that's and the thing. That to be that is the other thing because it, like, further on, I thought the guides weren't willing to go to these caves because of the local legends. 
Yeah, it is kind of weird that <laughs> the one that they're okay with going to is the one where they know for a fact that they're in there based on the legends. Yeah, because I thought like in the I thought in like the earlier like the first entry that we get of like Doctor Doctor Perry here. Uh, he mentions that like the locals don't go to these caves except for like the foolish young some foolish young men that will venture into the caves. And Maybe they, that's they, who they got as a guide. Maybe also it was I, it kind of had me like wondering it's like do they did they get some guides that are like straight up just going to like lure them like like uh, are like luring them there for a reason like are they in on like some kind of conspiracy with Ben Dulf? <laughs> but um, that never really seemed to pan out or at least yeah. as far as I can tell. So. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of left confused by like how it was written here or how, how it was said. <laughs> it's like that, like, okay. Like ignoring the, the, the first part of like, they weren't there for the, the children of Bendel. They're here for the rock, uh, rock tail lizards. Um, but like the guides, they initially like, they, it sounded like the guides weren't willing to like take them up to these caves. And then now it's saying that like, these were the only caves the guides were willing or were able or willing to lead us to <laughs> like, Almost as if the guides are trying to get them eaten or taken by the creatures. I don't know. But yeah. What's what could have been done is all the lore was set up with the previous attack and the the kids that got away. They could yeah. have used those kids as characters in this, being like, "That's who they went to." That yeah, that's the they, people that's... they've gone to, and like they really don't want to go back there, but they're paying them a decent amount of money, and they don't have to go in. So they're like, "You know what? Fuck it. We need the money." Yeah, like. Pay somebody enough money, they'll they'll go into the pits of hell again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if somebody's desperate enough, they'll they'll do stuff. So yes. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that that could have been an interesting plot point. I think, or like even like if they like incorporating it into this uh, narrative, but uh, it does it. It's just a, a one off line that just doesn't really seem to go anywhere. Yeah. Also, but. how would you do that in a well, audio I mean, transcript thing unless the dude's recording everything? Which he, oh no, I mean, like he could have like mentioned, like, oh yeah, we're uh, we we've managed to track down one of the 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 young man oh, yeah. now, an older man, uh, from like from like the last encounter, uh, and after like some money, we were able to like persuade him to guide us to these caves, and then like at the end, it's like, you know, it's almost as if I wonder if that guy, if that if our guide was trying to lead us down here, like almost mm-hmm. as if he was in cahoots, kind of like what happened with uh with Jeanette, who just yeah. kind of walked into the into the pit, um. So, um, and actually speaking of Jeanette, um, though not in a gross way yet, uh, um, in brackets, the woman, I'm not sure about this, Mason. You didn't see what I saw. I don't want to be anywhere near that thing. I say we head back M bracket. Dr. Briggs is shook. Uh, Dr. Briggs is shook up about the whole thing. Dr. Kincaid and I, however, are anxious to press on. Perhaps it's just because we want to get a good look at these children ourselves. Um, and then we get a little bit later, uh, in brackets, the woman stop talking over, uh, stop talking to your damn tape. And for a second, I'm right here. <laughs> Don't you fucking narrate <laughs> over me. I want to head back. Does it? It keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of got a bit of a chuckle that they actually like had a bit here where like the, the char- uh, a character who's not dictating is talking back to the person that's dictated because they're dictating over them. <laughs> because yeah. like, it's it's definitely a thing that would happen in real life with a dic- with somebody who's like dictating rec- records and stuff of that like you you that's the kind of thing that i would expect to hear in like a real documentation of that kind of thing yeah and it would totes happen for like this kind of comedic effect in like the first 30 minutes of like a horror found footage film <laughs> especially in a situation where like 
one person's freaking out and the other person isn't and they're like okay she's and they're just out. So they're like, yeah, I'm it's right like, here. <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's definitely the kind of thing that like a freaked out person would yell at the person who's constantly recording like yeah again it's it like the cameraman is like always the the person's like always recording it's like stop recording god damn it or like it's like uh, or that person has the mentality it's like never stop recording god damn it <laughs> mm-hmm. i kind of uh, wish at some point she just like took the recorder and just like said her two cents in it for a little bit you know she did kind of at the very near the end but like well, not enough <laughs> only when she was already like indoctrinated it doesn't really count at that point yeah that's fair um okay and then we get to a bit of some grossness here um, so I think these not, I think these are nostrils of some kind, which is leading me to doubt that these creatures are any sort of arachnid or insect. And actually, Hey, Bill, does this, does that look like a tail to you? In brackets, the man where in bracket, the one closest where the to tail us, is. <laughs> the one closest to, <laughs> damn it. the one closest to us. Look carefully. It sort of follows the arch of the back, but it just hanging there. Is that a tail? Bracket, the man. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Are these things reptili- Are these things reptiles? M bracket. I don't think so. The back curve. The back curves down, and the tail follows it. Lizard spines don't arc like that. I think these these things are mammals. So at this point in the story, I was like, given the mature rating we get at the top, um. I really hope that is in fact a tale and not something else. <laughs> but then later <laughs> turned out to be something else. <laughs> we get this. You're not going to go what? into detail. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm just going to go with this line. We might what I thought not safer say not there. Yeah, we might have to put a not safer work warning on the actual recording. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> if we go into too much um, detail. What I will say, what I will caption is this. What I thought was a tale was actually the animal's genitals. And at that, I was like, damn it. <laughs> That's what the warning's <laughs> for. And it only gets worse from there for Janet. <laughs> um, especially when, like, like, like when the things are, like, mate, like, seen, like, grinding against each other and, like, mating. It's like, okay, like, yeah. The, or, like, in what looks like a mating thing. It's like, and, like, Jeanette's the only woman in the in the group. is like... This is not going to end well. <laughs> I've seen too many horror movies. This is not going to end well for that poor, for, for poor Dr. Briggs. Yeah. So, speaking of Janet, bracket, the woman can be heard sobbing. She then says, this is what he does. This is what he does. This is what he does. This is how he punishes trespassers. This is what he does. And bracket. Jeanette is taking it pretty hard. <laughs> bracket. The woman, upset and angry. This is what he does. This is what they said. They said that Bandulf imprisons people in these caves. Didn't you listen? This is what he does. He's, go- he's getting us lost. Trying to confuse us. Trying to draw us in deeper. His children have seen us. They know where we. They're no. They know we're here, and we gave them time. We gave them time to retie our line on a new path that leads farther into the cave. M bracket and then bracket again. Uh, the man, try to calm down, Jeanette. No cave demon is trying to get us. Okay, M bracket and then new bracket. The woman shrieking. This is what he does. I want to turn back. I want to turn back. We he killed our parents. Shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the head. Sorry, that was a really old meme um, or old uh, skit. Um, I want to turn back. We could have we could have turned back, but you wanted to go. Uh, you wanted to do your fucking research, and now we're all dead. We're all dead. Do you understand me? Dead. End bracket. So, 
Jeanette seemed pretty, uh, seems to be losing it pretty quickly, like rolling that, failing that sand check, like immediately upon seeing the monster, probably. Um, and then just like starting to like go into that death spiral of losing more and more sand as things get worse and worse. Mm. Um, like this is definitely like, if this was a Call of Cthulhu game, this would definitely be the, uh, the, the area where like, yeah, she's lost a couple, she's failed a couple of, of sand checks and now she's like snapping and stuff. Mm. Um, I do find it a little strange. Uh, like, so it definitely, obviously, like she's like taking uh, taking some of the legends they heard a little bit too much to heart, uh, like from like the locals and stuff of like that. Like, or maybe they were is that she was like, it's I mean, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, she she is definitely like the like more in the no, like more like on the nose, or uh, she's got her her uh, her finger on the pulse a little bit more on the situation than uh, the scientists. But like, even going from like uh, a researcher point of view of this like i'm it's it's strange that she would have like been so quick to panic given that like we do know we, we do kind of find out through context clues in the story that um they've been previously on expeditions with like dangerous wild animals and stuff like that yeah um, but they're normal wild animals that everyone knows about when you see some <laughs> weird creature like that that no one knows about that shit's fucked up that's true and again like Don't yeah if, it, yeah i again like that's why i'm saying like i'm kind of like more siding like i was trying to like hemming and hawing i guess about it but yeah like it she it definitely feels like she like saw the she was the first the she she passed her spot check <laughs> and then yes. she failed her her uh and then she failed her sanity check uh upon seeing the uh the creature up on the ceiling <laughs> yeah 100%. and it was only downhill from there <laughs> um uh and speaking of like panic situation or like like we- weird situations thing this this one line kind of got me as well so um sobbing this is uh sorry this is mason perry dr kincaid is gone he he slipped off an off an edge and hit his head before falling i don't know where he went and i presume he's unconscious and it keeps going like like they're gonna like maybe they have to move on to see if they can get out of here and like get a, a research te- or get so get a rescue team in and stuff like that the sobbing part kind of like confused me um am i just like not sensitive to this or like desensitized to this kind of situation like i found it kind of odd that mason was sobbing while reporting this like yeah it's a dire situation but like sobbing were they lovers were they best of friends i i guess it's it's a human being that just fell down and they can't get him and they don't even know if he's still alive I I understand that it, it is someone that they he he probably worked close to and so that and it is in fact a human being. But that sobbing, as far as we know, yeah, yeah. But like the sobbing descriptor just kind of like made me feel like made it sound like he uh, he broke down like way too quickly from like I don't know. Maybe I'm just like an inhuman monster. A little bit, <laughs> um, yep. or I'm just like desensitized to like this kind of like this kind of stuff in 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 stories and stuff of like that and like. Maybe not how putting much into death proper... you've witnessed. I feel like <laughs> if you witness a death and you're not used to it, you do not handle it well. Well, they, they don't even think he's dead yet. They think he's just been knocked out. Um, like he might be dead, but he might be unconscious. But they um, also can't get him. Yeah, and they are helpless. They I don't know, have just... to leave him. Ba- yeah. They have to leave this dude behind that they know and leave him yeah. in this cave with these unknown creatures. I, I do like, think that like I just feel like the sobbing could have been removed and like it would have been be- it, it would have been like fine without it. 
It's like, yeah, Kincaid fell. Uh, whatever. Well, no, no, no. Like, like no, like again, like as it, like keep keep what, how it's written. So, like Never this is that guy anyways. <laughs> no, like like <laughs> like keep what's written. So, like this is dot dot uh dot. Sorry, this is Mason Perry. Doctor Kincaid is gone. He he slipped off. Like keep that, but like the sobbing part, like just kind of like made me think this was a little too over dramatic. Um, but again, maybe I'm just. I'll, I'll fight maybe, you on this all day. Let's just continue. That's, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's fair. <laughs> so take it or leave it, I guess, depending on which team you're on, team gamer or team cultist. Yep. <laughs> um, and team then the next one, human being or team monster. <laughs> yeah, <fair. laughs> you're just getting back at me for uh, attacking you earlier, aren't you? <laughs> 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 Go through all the gears. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, okay, moving on to the next thing here. Um, they're simians. They look disturbingly human. I suspect a heretofore unknown strain of hominid. Uh, they have no eyes. They are totally blind. What we thought was an eye was actually a mouth opening and shutting. So I don't know why. Like I honestly can't describe why I had this reaction, but upon reading this like revelation that like the blinking red eye was actually their mouth opening up and down, I was like, oh, oh god, why is this? No, <laughs> like legitimately, that was my reaction at, upon reading those lines. I got like an actual chill down my spine. I was like, that the the red blinking eye was in fact a large mouth opening up and down. Um, mm-hmm. like I don't know That's why. Yeah, is it? Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> I've been redeemed. Yes, <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, it was just like, oh, that's that's grotesque. That that is terrifying. Like, mm-hmm. just like this, like because I'm just picturing it. Like, it's like if a human suddenly developed like that kind of like fish mouth where it's just like gulping for air, like oh, oh, oh like constantly up and down. Yeah. Like ah, oh, that that uh, no, nope. <laughs> I found my trigger <laughs> from the story. <laughs> Gross. Uh, moving on though Um, Jeanette freaked out when she saw it but she calmed down considerably since then in fact she's calmer now than she has been since she first saw the creature it could be that she knows what it is now but I suspect it has more to do with the knowledge that these children can be killed and as we all know if they bleed we can kill them No, that doesn't that's not in the story, but <laughs> um she's agreed to take second watch and let me catch a few hours sleep. And then we cut away to like the next bit. Uh in brackets, woman in bracket. This is Jeanette Briggs, daughter of Samuel Briggs, human child of the land of man god Christ. I now understand my duty. I am going to return to the nest of the children of Bendolf and to offer myself as a servant to the earth god. I shall never escape these caves. So I will make myself a new home in Duth Alanya, his kingdom beneath the earth. I am leaving this message to Mason Perry that he may that he might join me. Yeah, so initially I thought, oh, she's gained some sanity back from like finding out that these creatures can be killed, like which is again it's a mechanical thing in, in the Call of Cthulhu games and stuff. <laughs> like you, yeah, you kill you if you kill the monster, generally the GM might be fair enough to or the keeper might be fair enough to like uh, roll roll a die roll a die to give you some sanity back for killing the, for killing one of the mythos creatures mm. but then no she just straight up doubles down on sand loss probably just losing all of what dwindling sanity she had left to zero 
and has now become a thrall to Bandulf. Yes. <laughs> uh, full-on cultist madness. Uh, again, to put this in a tabletop RPG um, mindset. <laughs> Which again, I could see this this being like a, a tabletop RPG. Like you could, like I could easily do this as like you're a bunch of cave uh, cave uh, um, caver uh, expedition going into some mysterious wonders. caves and having to deal with these kind of monsters and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then just getting lost in the caves and such. Um, but next up, we have this um, in brackets, exhausted and weak. In bracket, I'm out of options. I need food. I'm going to eat the what meat I can salvage from the carcass at my campsite. Hopefully it will give me enough strength to try in brackets unintelligible out. And th- and this is given to us after there's yeah there's a little quote here it's like it's been 2 weeks since I came into these godforsaken caves. I've long since run out of food and my efforts to catch r- rock tail lizards have netted me nothing but injuries. And then we get I've seen several of the children since Jeanette's death, but they don't come near me. I think it's the corpse of one of their own in my campsite that scared them off. So I was thinking initially, like when I got the, like the two weeks, it's like two weeks seems like a lot, a bit too long between recordings. Again, that could be like where the, uh, the jarbled like non audio was, was being uh, popped in, uh, in and out. Yeah, he might not have bothered because it's like it's the same shit over and over at this point. There's nothing. There's no news. I'm stuck yeah. here. I can't find food. I'm trying to survive. That's about it. Yeah, and I mean, like two weeks is also pretty bad for like uh, for without food, but or without like too much food. But I mean, he did. He was probably like eating what he like sparingly uh, up until the very end, and then he. It's been like several days into those two weeks that he hasn't had food. Yeah. Um, and he's been surviving on water, like from cave water and so on, which is fine. That's that's uh, that's some kind of sustenance. But then we get that he's just now, two weeks later, eating what meat is on that carcass that he killed weeks. (laughs) Yes, of course. Yeah, exactly. Like if you don't, if you don't start preparing meat that you've killed hours later, unless it's in sub-zero temperatures, it starts to spoil and rot very quickly. Like the only thing, like one option I think like could have had here or like maybe not. is like maybe he can eat the maggots, if any, that had begun to feed on the carcass and like started like kind of populating in the carcass, um, because that actually is a viable se- survival protein um, in this kind of situation. Uh, yeah. Like ra- rather than eat the meat of the of the the of like a deer, like a survivalist might like if if they've if the meat is spoiled like too if he's left the the meat too late and it's spoiled, the best option for that is to leave that that meat out. So that um, maggots will start um, like or like flies and maggots will start like kind of populating it. And then you eat the maggots because that is actually a better source of protein than eating the spoiled meat. Yeah. Um, that being said, he is not a survivalist. He is a scientist. No. Um, and also, I think it might have been even more uh, also interesting uh, if we're adding like a little bit more level of like supernatural element to the story. Maybe the body isn't decomposing. Like maybe have a mention of that. So like oh. there are no signs of decomposition on the body, even though like it's, it should be. Mm-hmm. but it doesn't mention that. So yeah, the time span is a bit too long for my suspension of disbelief here. And certainly for when he would start eating the carcass for nourishment. Cause like, I feel like he would have started eating that carcass a lot sooner than two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, 
And then we get this <laughs> right after that, after that bit, that, that last bit. I suspect da, 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 uh, in quotes, gagging sounds, coughing, end quote, da, da, da. I think it's been a week since I ate that from that carcass. I didn't get any immediate indigestion or signs of food poisoning, but since yesterday, I've felt very ill. What? <laughs> okay. Clearly, it hasn't actually been a week. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. Mason is just getting delirious or cramped inside these caves and not being able to tell the time anymore. Because, like... I... Yeah. <laughs> you do not yeah. simply... You don't, you don't get food poisoning or, like, that kind of, like, infection um from like food that you ate a week ago <laughs> uh we can't tell the time because we broke his watch so yeah that's true yeah oh i think that it came that, that happened a little bit con, lost all uh concept of time at this point did that mm-hmm. happen before or after this situation breaking his watch i don't know yeah i think i thought it came a little bit after this one but um and then we get the last bit here of the story um basically like he's like naked now and uh the uh he tried burning all his clothes to like make to keep a fire going and stuff because he tried to like he finally tried to start cooking some of that meat <laughs> maybe yep. uh but it didn't work um and i uh, considered burning the dictaphone that seemed flammable but i've since thought better of it uh, i'm going to tie this uh recorder to a to a guideline um if anybody uh finds it um uh and then it's and then there's like in brackets, low groaning in bracket, my back is killing me. And then we get the end bit here, like the last little like kind of note of the story. The tape ends here. According to testimony by Dr. Incieta, the rescuers spotted several of the creatures mentioned in the tapes during their second trip into the caves. On the fourth trip, when this tape was, had been found, they opened fire on one of the, the on one which approached their party, scaring it away. They described this last as stouter than the others and with what appeared to be bandages wrapped around its arms. Yeah, honestly, as soon as I, I saw that, like, I don't know if this is like how it was intending to like show, but like when I read the, uh, like that he's like uh, putting the dictaphone away, like, like tying it up and some of that and like leaving or like kind of just like getting ready to die. And then there's like a low groaning and like my back is killing me. For some reason, I was like, that was the moment where I was like, and he's going to become one of them. And then sure enough, it kind of insinuates at the very end of the story that he has indeed become one of the children of Bendulf. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a common trope in, in cave dwelling monster uh, stories. So like, mm-hmm. especially with like the eating of like, uh, like the eating of flesh and stuff of like that, like you, you become the monster yeah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is the end of my notes until my final thoughts. So Mikey, these stands for evil. Okay. Um, well, uh, let's start with the the art or the picture yes. that exists. There is art <laughs> because it shows the head of like I'm guessing a kid with two eyes, one of which is red, which does not wait. Really depict the monster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. So there's a picture of a cave and there's two eyes in the in the darkness. Yeah. And wait. It's... Wait. <laughs> also, I I um so at the bottom of the story there's a bunch of like recommended stories that you might like and hilariously enough, uh the six-legged rake centaur uh is is the first one that pops up 
of course. Of course it is. Yeah, because of course it's it, it actually it was kind of a very similar monster in a way to the the Rip Centaur. Um, but there's also one of the Anansi Goatman um uh Goatman story. And I looked at the, the the image pops up in that one, like with the uh with a little link to it. And so I went to that because it has a similar image, it has an image of like of uh, of some woods and stuff like that. And the eyes are almost like identical. I don't think they're the same eyes, but they're they are identical. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's uh-huh. it's an almost same like basically it could have been the uh, like it's almost as if they could have been the same creature, just in a one's in a cave and one's in a forest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, with Mike, what Mikey's kind of insinuating, why are there eyes in the back of this wood in, in the back of this cave with yeah. these creatures? The mouth. But are they both mouths? Maybe the red thing is the open mouth, and the white is probably just some of its skin reflecting off of the light. I don't. They're like albino. I don't think so. No, because they're no. two side by side. But... Yeah. I I. I hate to say it, but I think this might just be like a flub on like, like they're uh, differently on, uh, sized and everything. No, they aren't. Yeah, they are. They're the same. The red eye is like twice as big as the white one. It it is not the same. It's like seventy five percent bigger than the other one. No, it's like I'm a I'm a fight you on this one. one. Oh <laughs> no. really? I'll just open this up into GIMP and do some uh, pixels. All right, analysis. you go ahead and do that. Oh, I'll change do it, that. and you you just change it. Honestly, like I'd be, I'd be fine if it was a, if it was one red, eye, one large red like eye, because if these creatures yep. have like red, like um, like bioluminescence out of their mouths, that's fucking cool. Also, adding to the creepiness of their fucking like mouth. Yes, I'm with you in that the white is unnecessary. I'm just, yeah. saying, I'm just trying to theorize what the hell Why? it could be if this yeah. was made for the intent of being used on this story. Yeah. Now, if if the doctor hadn't lost his watch. Um, I could have made the argument that this is actually the creature that they because uh, this is a photo. This could be a photo of like the search party taking of the of the latest creature to uh, encounter them, and so the red uh, the red part is the mouth of the doctor uh, of of monster of monster Mason, and the the light the small light from the uh, like next to it is actually like on his wrist uh, on the wrist of the creature because it's the um, the like glow in the dark aspect or like, even like the uh, the reflection of the uh, of the the watch, but yeah, but it's hard to tell. I don't know it, to me, it seems like it's it, long story story, short. It yeah. should have just been a red dot in the darkness. Yes, that mm-hmm. is, that is where we can we can all agree on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um. Uh, my next actual thought here is that the lizards. Are actually the gatekeepers to the uh, cave. So yeah. once you enter the cave, you can never leave. So the lizards are there to like throw rocks at you to like get away, like kind of keep you away and stuff. They're the true heroes. They work yeah. at the SNTF. Yeah, clearly. The Supernatural Task Force to uh, try to dissuade uh, civilians from going in and encountering the the creature. Yeah, they're part of the uh, the critter brigade, the uh, the sentient uh, uh, the, the sentient critter um, uh, department of uh, of the SNTF. Yeah, of course. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, same, the same, much like the, the the rabbits that are are, are keeping the uh, the prison of the Stillwood King in in, uh, in West Virginia. There's the uh, the rock tail lizards of uh, of Pompeii Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense to me. <laughs> for those unaware, this is for our, our stupid head of 
a, a number of creepypasta monsters are actually the good guys and just trying to help. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, agreed, Mikey. That is definitely like they are. <laughs> they are the good. They are the heroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they keep people inside the cave. <laughs> they're, they... they're they're crazy Frank from from uh, from Friday the Thirteenth. It's like you're all doomed. It's got a death curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you could also see it as um, the, the lizards actually help the creature because. It's been so long since they've been outside in the sun uh, that that could kill them. So they're keeping them from exiting. Yeah. Another thing I I, I propose: what if um, the lizards are all an aspect or an avatar of Bandulf? Bandulf like is a lesser one. Well, no, no. Like Bandulf is an Earth demon. So like demons tend like depending on like on like the mythology and stuff like that. They're generally like spirits of of like like it's like if this is like an earth spirit they can uh assume the form of like many forms or even like a singular form or a, or a grouping of forms um or like they, they they have like multiple like um like servitors that they they see through and or like act through kind of thing mm-hmm. so like the uh the lizards could actually all be bandolf but the uh the weird cave children aren't well the cave children are his progeny so like they're 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 the uh, the things like like maybe like he doesn't he can't get out of the cave fully but he can uh, assume direct control of these lizards. So the lizards are basically the um, the babysitters keeping yeah. the children in line. Exactly. Yeah. Sure Hence they, why they were like, throwing rocks at up at them to like get them to go back into the caves. <laughs> yeah. I mean when I when I was babysitting and when I was younger I was always throwing rocks at the kids to make sure that they stayed in the caves. That's what everyone does, right? Um. Yeah, gamer. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, note to self: uh, <laughs> Niece Cultus is not allowed to be babysat by a gamer. Why not? <laughs> Honestly, she's probably the one throwing rocks at you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my next actual thought is that these creatures are more like um, Wendigos a bit because. He did yeah. eat the flesh of them to become them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they were yeah, and the they were initially human, so yeah. Also, going on that Fallout 76 on the Fallout connection again. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh in Fallout 76, the Wendigo cryptid uh in that is created from uh like there's a couple there's a couple of locations um where like a human has like gone has been underground or trapped underground and stuff and has had to like eat f- human flesh. And that process is like either that process and some other like catalyst, maybe the radiation or maybe some other worldly or supernatural like thing in the ground, maybe Ugg Toth, the elder god of the Fallout universe. Uncle Toth. Um, Ugg Quiltoth. Uncle Toth. Unc- Ugg, as in like Ugg, can't believe he's a bad guy. <laughs> Quiltoth. <laughs> Uncle Toth. He's my favorite. Sure. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Toth, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah well, yeah the the elder god of all universe uncle toth yeah <laughs> um maybe like yeah like so anyway yeah some kind of cat there's some kind of other catalyst and then like also the the consumption of, of human flesh that will turn uh 
trapped humans underground into these horrible ravenous mutated monsters called uh, the, the the game is called wendigos based loosely on the pop cultural representation of a wendigo because mm-hmm. disclosure wendigos are not actually like the actual one like uh wendigos of like indigenous lore and stuff are not actually what we kind of all perceive them to be <laughs> oh really um pop culture and like the internet has kind of taken wendigo and done similar thing to what we do with the skinwalker stuff and just kind of made it its own monster and kind of like misrepresented them great that's what the internet does best rather than like oh you eat human flesh you become a wendigo like that's that's more pop culture and like modern like misrepresentation of an indigenous monster (laughs) but yeah all right all right and uh my last actual thought here i have a couple quotes I've long since run out of food, and my efforts to catch rocktail lizards have meant me nothing but injuries. I've used the first aid kit in my pack to disinfect them and bandage them up as best I can, but I'm concerned about my ability to treat further injuries. Then the next quote, they described this last as stouter than the others and with what appeared to be bandages wrapped around its arms. Yeah, sorry, not his wrists, his arms, yeah. But at no point does it say that his injuries were on his arms. Okay, but there, it's it can be left it to assume. It does say when yeah. it says that there's bandages on his arms. Yeah, there, yeah, <laughs> but, he's he's using a med kit, so i.e. bandages, unless he's using a stim pack. Well, but... <laughs> this is just in the Fallout universe. Anyway. <laughs> like, these lizards would likely target um, the bigger area, so his torso would get hit, and have uh, he'd have to bandage it up. Um, Unless he was trying to like protect his torso with his arms as he's like flailing and trying to get away from these things. Um, yeah. But as you realize, like when they fling rocks, you don't realize they flung rocks until they flung rocks. Yeah. But like, so the first one hits you is like, ah, and then you're bringing up your arms in defense and then you're getting whacked from the, that. So also, but, if he's, um, if he's a creature at this point running around, you would see his arms, but you wouldn't necessarily see his torso and stuff because he's like laying on his oh, back. Yeah, he's doing the backwards walk. Yeah. Yeah. So the, you would only notice the bandages on his arms, really. Mm hmm. I get well, it though. Like it does yeah, yeah. I wish there was at, a, at least one point where he says like hit me in the arm really good but I bandaged it up and it seems all right. You yeah. Know? Yeah, they I think they they left it vague so that like it can be insinuated but it's not 100% that that creature was him but it's like come on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like there's enough context clues. <laughs> and then well, there's there's people who like actually <laughs> Yeah. Mikey, but, but then the, the wearing bandages on his arms that they uh, clearly interrupted the Halloween party that they were having, and he's dressed as a mummy. Yes, clearly, that's, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they were having a monster mash. It was the monster mash. <laughs> it was a smash? <laughs> it was just getting dressed, and then these guys showed up. It's like, oh yeah. fuck! Get, get the hell out of here! Yeah. You guys aren't allowed to the monster mash. You're not monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bandulf does does Bandulf does lay down some really sick monster mash parties. Yeah, <laughs> I've, heard, I've never been invited. 
Yeah. <laughs> Orgies for days. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's into my actual thoughts. Okay. <laughs> uh and gamer. That's me. Okay. Where's my stuff? Right about Mare. So um regarding the not safe for work tag at the top. Yeah. <laughs> Generally speaking, aren't most creepypastas not safe for work because of killing blood, etc.? I think for this one, it was more of like oh, the I know. mention of her being <laughs> violated. Yeah. Yes, I, I get that, but <laughs> there's no real mention of why it's not safe for work. Yeah, it is left vague. Again, it's, it's another it's another case of vagaries. Yeah. So I kind of wish there was a a little bit of a what's the word for it. Like content warning. warning sort of thing. Yeah, trigger warning for like yeah. rape or something because that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, with extreme prejudice. Jesus. Yep. I feel like recently we had a another story that had a not safe for work warning at the top, but I don't don't recall which one, and I don't recall it being overly needed in that. One. It was. I was? I actually think it was the woman in the snow. Um, I don't remember why it wasn't. I I was because it was of a naked woman um that was also like a mo- the monster and like a cadaverous like frostbitten like corpse <laughs> like uh Oh yeah cuz it um referred to her as naked. Okay. Yeah. That's extremely tame compared to this. <laughs> yeah, compared to this yeah like that's just like like the mo- yeah like that yeah, I'm just going to double check here. Yeah, the woman in the snow. Uh no, it doesn't actually ha- it oh there there <laughs> for a second there was no uh, content warning and then poof it like the banner popped up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But moving on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, actually, before I move on, when I first saw the tag, I'm like, okay, I wonder if this is going to be another situation where it's not really warranted. And then edit later on. Nope, it's very warranted. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But moving I, on. Now. For some reason, like, so before I even like saw that there was like a, uh, the, 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 if you like this story, you might, rec- uh, we might recommend the six legged rape center. Six rape center. Oh, God. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm actually not going to lie. I, when I, when I, as soon as I saw that warning and I was like talking about like cave children and stuff like that, I don't know why, but that story did cut, popped into my head while I, I, as I started reading this story. What story? The, uh, cave children. Like the, the story of the the no the story of the uh, the six legged rape centaur oh, came to mind after I saw the 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 content warning. And it's like I wonder if there's gonna be like a creature similar to that. <laughs> I've but... blocked out most of my memory of the six legged rape centaur, to be honest. Yeah, it's I mean, probably, it's probably the for best. the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. Yep. Um. So when I first read uh, Pompeii, I thought it was a typo of Pompeii. Yeah, like yep. P-O-H-N-P-E-I was a typo of P-O-M-P-E-I-I. Mm-hmm. Since my browsing of stuff on Disney Plus and Puppet History lately has shown me stuff on Pompeii. Yeah, the Italian no. town that got taken up by Mount Vesuvius. Indeed. But no, this is different, so I love yep. the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, actually, what was the thing? Um, interesting thing about Pompeii Island uh, and the nearby island of, uh, of uh, Kosrae. Um, I actually learned about, I actually knew about it ahead of time, but I didn't realize it because coast, because when I was looking up Pompeii Island, uh, Wikipedia uh, also brought me to, uh, or also uh, brought up Coast Ray Island, which I've learned from a Call of Cthulhu or Delta Green game that was run by uh, Adam Scott Glancy, who 
the designs games and stuff for Delta Green uh, officially. Um, and he ran a game set on Corsray Island, uh, or he involved had had a game involving Corsray Island. And if actually you, you look on the Wikipedia for Pompeii Island, they do mention that there is actually an ancient city that's kind of like Venice in that it's a like it's a um, an artificial island that was constructed off the coast of Pompeii Island, um, like se- like centuries ago, and it's since been abandoned. But it's just this giant like rock like rock uh, city that's like partially flooded in the jungles. So there's actually some cool things about the island uh, that you can you can look up uh, other than, you know, these possibly fictional caves. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, you learned more things. <laughs> yeah, I like learning things. So then uh, we get to the line of it saying there's 17 entries. Um, what follows is the transcript of the audio, which appears in those entries. Read that. I'm like, OK, so I guess there's no grammar issues past this point then eh since it's all dialogue <laughs> makes my life easier <laughs> yep but that as you said earlier there really weren't any grammar things so i didn't have to read over and ignore uh painful typos and miswording because there wasn't it yeah which is kind of nice although as i said before may actually be inaccurate but he's a scientist so maybe he's smart enough to not fuck uh, up it, <laughs> at even that point, when he's like involved at that like honestly like i would rather have it be well re- well written than have those in this case because i don't want to be angry at the story because of its own ineptitude <laughs> like that would ruin the story for me if there was like uh, spelling and grammar errors even though like oh it might kind of fix uh, keep the immersion it would also piss me off because like as i'm reading the story like I would yeah, rather have it be read. I would rather have it well, read smoothly than have these bad typos and indiscrepancies for immersion. <laughs> well, so. not so much typos because it's a transcript, but like, yeah, yeah. We, we talk well, it's it's a give or, it's a give and take um, when it comes to this kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Then we get to the first description of the lizard talking about it. I believe that this is um, this is on September twelfth. <laughs> Did any of uh, yeah? Actually, I forgot to mention earlier. Did any of us like think to put the uh, oh, we'll put like the uh, the the timestamps of what when these entries were in? Of course, I did. Of course, why you did, wouldn't I didn't. anyone? Because I didn't. That's why. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we just have like contrary minds. Like even when we're not even communicating to each other, we're psychically like contrarifying ourselves. It kind of seems like that's the way it is. I, I don't know why. You're the yin to my yang, man. Yeah, that's adorable. <laughs> um, saying there's a breed of lizard with one of the most remarkable defense mechanisms known among reptiles. It has developed the ability to hurl rocks from the cave floor where it dwells with lethal velocity at targets dozens of feet overhead. So my question to that was, define ability. Because I recently watched all of the X-Men movies. So is this a superpower? <laughs> no, I, they're using ability as in like, it's it's a, it's a thing that these things can do. <laughs> like people, like regular things, non-mutant things have abilities. <laughs> yeah, Gamer. I have the ability to play awesome songs on the Shazen in Warframe. Exactly. That's you also have ability. the ability to walk and talk. Like which animal says you? <laughs> wow! <laughs> you you get up and just fall down. <laughs> yeah. But no. Uh, yeah, I get it. It's just yeah. it was weirdly vague in a way. Yeah, 
<laughs> that seems to be the a highlight. That seems to be a thing with this story to you guys. Yeah, at least to me. <laughs> yeah, I either saw it one of two ways: either he's levitating rocks and throwing them, or if he's like standing up on his hind legs and picking them up and throwing them like a baseball. Well, as we discover, they actually use their tail. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> hence why they're called the Rock Tail. Wizards. Yeah, and hence why the team was going into the cave so that they could st- like find out what how they do it and why they do it because. At the beginning of the story, we were just getting that they were like that heard rumors of these lizards that could do these feats. So yes, yeah. (laughs) With the hurling, though, I saw it in Pokemon levels where, like, yeah, he has a rock on his tail that he pops off and throws, and then another rock grows, and he pops Uh, up another one and throws it. I'm not gonna lie, I also thought it was like very Pokemon-y. Yeah, (laughs) it felt very much like a like some kind of a (laughs) rock tail. Use a rock slap. Yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like r- r- tail or something. No, it, like, it would just be, it, it could just, yeah, r- r- t- yeah, it would be like, uh, no, it would also probably just be rock tail. It's like rock tail, rock tail, rock tail. Yeah. Tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very Pokemon. <laughs> Moving on. Regarding the term the woman tag on Jeanette's lines. Yeah. Um, is it Jeanette or Janine? Uh, Jeanette. Okay. I, I wrote it enough times in my uh, okay, my cool. rundown. So, <laughs> um, just the wording of it is weird. Like, why, why call refer to all of her lines as the woman said this? Same with the and man. I, like, when I yeah, when I first read that, I'm like, why the hell is this happening? If Kincaid ever fucking talks in this, is he going to be the man? And, and later on, yes, he is. He Kincaid is the man. Uh, it is uh, now that you're pointing it out. It is kind of dumb. I just realized, like, yeah, that, well, they really they have just, names. Like, <laughs> like, either they should have just used Jeanette and Kincaid from at the get go, or used the woman once, and then then started using uh, Jeanette, and then s- similarly for Kincaid. But like, if they know who the voices are, we know who Jeanette and Kincaid are from earlier. <laughs> yeah, especially her, because there's two guys and her. So out of all of out of all of them, if you had to just hear a voice, you would know who she is because she's the one that sounds like a woman. <laughs> like, yeah, especially since like Doctor Perry even like says like who like uh like in the first bit they like he says like what what his team's made up of and such. Yeah, they're, and they then, have all the information to know exactly who everyone is, and yet the woman, the man, yeah, the woman, yeah, really bugged me. <laughs> And it's made worse by this. the fact that he ignores her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. He's quit the misogynist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's just the woman saying things over there. Yeah. It's like, oh man, women. Am I right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just like dictate. Yeah. Just like the dictate. Like in the dictaphone. Like, uh. <laughs> um, I'm surprised. Like we didn't hear like a slap followed by like a cigarette being lit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she was like panicking and such. Like fuck. Oh Jesus Christ! Pretty bad, but yeah. that's fine. Moving on. Uh, so moving on to September fourteenth, the second part of that. Um, my problem with this entry is that there's no excitement or real descriptors in the discovery that they found. This is in regards to them first seeing the rock lizard uh, properly. Yeah, like seeing it do shit. They're not really excited about it. It doesn't really seem like they're describing the way it looks or anything, just its mannerisms of how it's stacking rocks. 
Yeah, mm. it isn't until like the like um they're like uh you know Jeanette, we thought uh, that this was some kind of self-defense mechanism, but it looks like a hunting behave and then a series of extremely rapid clacks are heard. Holy shit, holy shit, what was that? <laughs> like like immediately right after that. So it's like there suddenly they get reaction from like a nut from like a rapid clacking sound uh, over her uh, overhead. <laughs> And they start freaking out over that. And like women, the woman, breathless. Jesus, Mason, did you see it? The lizard was trying to hit it. I think it scared it off. Like, I, like, yeah, I, I kind of get like, I think what they're trying to convey at the, at the beginning is like, he's like keeping like a professionalism and like a calm professionalism to his like documentation. Yeah, but, but it's not even yeah. started with like, oh, we finally stumbled across one. There it is. Oh, wow. It's, they're just like, it's over there stacking rocks. It lifts them up and yeah, it does that. Well, it's it, like it's it very dry and boring. See, I got I the way I read it, it was kind of more like a National Geographic. It's like I'm currently watching a mature rocktail lizard specimen, a specimen lift and sort rocks. Yes, when the lizard lifts a rock. He will turn it over several times in his prehensile tail. I, I get uh, this, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. but what I'm getting at is this isn't National Geographic. This is a found footage, basically thing where i feel like the recording would be you you wanted to be a little bit more maybe maybe there should have been like an ad it's like uh uh excited tone <laughs> yeah, just Give something because like yeah. they're putting their lives on the line for this and he doesn't well, seem to really care that much about the, that they found it well because at this point they don't know like they they're they're not expecting a monster they're, they're also not expecting the, the lizards to be much of a problem that that's why they're they're like they're I'm they not they about danger at all you just said like they were like they were in danger and stuff like that. <laughs> if I did, I didn't mean to. Honestly, okay, okay. I want them to be engaged and excited to see it that they they found it and it's okay. just really yeah. dry, is all I'm saying. And also, yeah. the way that this story describes these creatures, mm-hmm. I at first thought that the um, the children and Rockstar Lizard were one and the same. Yeah. I, I was expecting that to be the case, and then we got like there. There, it was a second species. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of wish that that was either described a little bit better, or have them come to the realization that they're different because they're going into this cave, and there's tales of these uh, lizards that throw rocks really quick, and these um, these ancient stories of these creatures in there that kill people and all that. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could be one and the same, but there's yeah. no thought of that. Yeah. I, they just I, assume I, that the ancient tales are false and they're just going in to see a lizard. Yeah. Because they're, they're skeptical scientists. Yeah. Um, the, it's again, it's the folly of scientists in a horror movie. <laughs> like, Oh, that, that's not real. Connection being like, Oh, I can see how they, um, how the native people here, um, saw these as, uh, as the creatures in their stories, but yeah. they're not, there's no connection. I honestly thought there was, maybe I'm like misreading it or like, maybe I like, I'm, I'm misremembering like the first part of the story, but like, I thought that there was like a, a mention that like, they were like kind of connecting the, the old stories to these potentially these lizards. But like, I, but like maybe like they, like the, the boys. Yeah. Cause I thought there was like something mentioned like clearly the, the, the young men who were in here, like thought that the, the uh uh like uh like thought about the the old legends and misconstrued what these creatures were oh no that was about the crustacean thing they were talking about yeah it is weird that like 
they wouldn't like simply connect it to the rocktail lizards. Yeah, from what I recall of the story, mm-hmm. all of the mention of the um the monsters are connected to the monsters. It's not connected to the lizards. The lizards are just there. Yeah, they're a red herring, effectively. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Unless, like, again, like, unless it could be deduced that, like, they are some kind of natural guardian keeping the creatures in and trying to keep people out. <laughs> yeah, it's entirely but possible. But I, think, the I feel like that could have been... they're not clearly defined enough. Yeah. So much so that until it's straight up said that one of them threw rocks at the other one and they straight up describe what the other thing is. Because even in that scene where it's throwing rocks at something, they just describe it as something. Like, oh, wow, did you see it, the, it throw rocks at it? Oh, it's gone now. Cool. But it doesn't say what it was. Yeah. Well, that's like... So it so, seemed like it was something unimportant, and the only thing that's important here is this lizard, which is also the uh, the children thing. Like, it, it kept... Until it straight up flat out told me that they're yeah, until, different, it kept giving yeah. me hints that they are the same thing. Yeah, until Jeanette pointed out... Because, well, I think, I think the thing to remember is like, the two scientists, the the two guys didn't didn't see like the creature fully. It was Jeanette that actually saw like a glimpse of it. So like, honestly, I could kind of buy that this story like like the guys just like, oh, did you see it? Like tried to hit it, like just like absentmindedly saying that like and not giving any details to the dictaphone in like a moment of like of excitement. But um, try to hit what? Yeah. It's not like they saw it first and then all of a sudden. Maybe like maybe they didn't see it because they were focusing on the lizard, but yeah, they, 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 he, that's that's what happened. Like he like only only she saw it because it, uh, she was uh, she's quicker quicker on the um, uh, I can't even remember the the metaphor for that, but she was quick enough to spot the creature as it was getting like attacked by the uh, rock. So quicker on the draw. Yeah, that's I the guess. word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hence why she lost her sand check because she she they both failed their spot check. <laughs> And she passed the spot check and then had to and then failed her sand check. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, succeeding in spot checks in Call of Cthulhu games is terrible. <laughs> yes. That's that's the whole point of the game. Yeah. Like, the, the point of the game is to lose your mind. And like yeah. that's part of the fun. Um but yeah, I, I do actually agree with like I I do I initially I was expecting the lizards to be like the monster, and then they turned out to be like a red herring. Yeah, it also doesn't describe the size of the lizards is the other thing. No. Because it said at the start, like, these creatures are large creatures. So because I'm thinking it's the lizard, I'm thinking it's like a dog-sized lizard. You know, like a Which, big Komodo dragon size. Yeah, like lizard. Komodo dragon or like a monitor lizard or some kind. Yeah. yeah, meanwhile, it's probably this tiny little thing that you can just pick up in one hand. So I, I did Google reptiles of Pompeii Island. <laughs> okay. Uh, there is no rock tail lizard. I, I tried looking. Yeah, I tried that too. <laughs> um, but there are skinks. <laughs> so like I like so I kept envisioning like something maybe the size of your hand or like a gecko or like a skink. Yeah, that was about the size of the creature that they were spotting. <laughs> That's probably what it is. But again, it's these not said. People that are going in there to do science and discoveries on this do not remark anything about the physical appearance of this thing that they're in there to find. Yeah, I suppose uh, surprisingly vague on your your uh, your research notes there, Doctor Mason <laughs> or Doctor Perry. That's my big problem with that. That's fair. Moving on, and we get to September fourteenth, the third part. Um, we kind of brushed on this, but okay, Jeanette, how about this? Would it make you feel better if we use night vision from here on in? That way, they <laughs> won't be able to see us, so we have nothing to worry about. And to me, um, or to that, I'm like, 
you do know that these things live here, right? You are in <laughs> their home. I'm sure that they could see mm. fine in absolute darkness. Yeah, Jeanette's, Jeanette's reaction should have been, no, we should get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> he rolled really well on his, like... Persuasion. Um, persuasion yeah to yeah. calm her down yeah yeah, yeah she was clearly an, uh, unfortunately she was the npc character yeah so the gm like hand waves is like okay fine you guys can yeah <laughs> unless unless she is a player character in which case the gm is a horrible monster for letting the another player character um brain or like mind control another player's character <laughs> with uh with a persuasion check oh yeah i guess that is the the case yeah but moving on yeah uh Right, sorry, I just had to browse over this to see why I'm reading this. So uh, this is at the end of uh, part three from September 14th. Look, Jeanette, this is actually right after the one that I just talked about. Look, Jeanette, these things are cave spiders, right? Spiders aren't aggressive creatures. If we leave them be, and we stay way out of their way, and they can't even see us, then we'll be fine. The woman, I, I guess, okay, I'll go. But I want this to go on record, and on that little record you're keeping i think that this is a mistake duly noted <laughs> next recording dr mason perry september 14th 1996 inside the dolk oral minor i think it's about 5 15 a.m but i don't want to turn on my watch line. Jeanette is dead she was right this was a mistake <laughs> i kind of wish it did that yeah it would have been hilarious but it would have also ruined any atmosphere. That but that's done. fine. Like it's it's For the fine. sake of a punchline. Yeah, that's just it. Dead. <laughs> or it's like Jeanette was right. We were wrong. So very very wrong. Yeah. Like it would have been hilarious if that's the the tipping point. I think it was like the the recording right after that one. So we were almost there. But yeah. Yeah. And yeah. My um, last note is basically overall. I feel like. Uh, Dr. Perry's speech patterns don't degrade enough, or at all, actually, considering mm -hmm. the shit he's in down there. Like, maybe he's very well-spoken as a doctor of whatever the fuck, but when your friends start dying, and you're eating human-like creatures to survive, sorry, rotting human-like creatures to survive, thank you for t pointing that out, um, I feel like there should be a lot more ellipses or maybe some ums and uhs of him yeah. having a hard time comprehending anything anymore. I like Spelling aside, picking the wrong words, fine. But just make it seem like he's having a hard time just putting sentences together now. I think that might have been why I didn't like the sobbing thing. was because it we get like professionalism, professionalism, sobbing, professional, professional, professionalism. <laughs> Like, like I, I feel like I know I, I I understand my problem my my issue is like I think because it was just one off thing like you're like I'm agreeing with you goddammit. <laughs> like I think he should have had a more of a, like after that saw after that after losing Kincaid I think there his that's when we should have got more degradation but we don't like we get he kind of goes back to his professionalism yeah and like so I think it should have been like yeah we should have had more more scenes of him like kind of. Um, breaking down basically in in the middle of his uh, his his dictaphone stuff, and it'd be an interesting writing practice too to like physically try to change his um his speech patterns as you're going through because like yeah you can write it as this dude's a smart ass not a smart ass sorry he's an intelligent motherfucker who <laughs> knows a lot of shit and he doesn't screw up when he's saying stuff yeah that's great 
but to slowly degrade that from point A to point B at the end where he's just like ha- having a hard time even stringing a normal sentence together, that would be nice. That'd be interesting to see the slow degrega- degradation of that. Yeah. And this is a good opportunity where it could be done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the end. Okay. See, we can eventually agree on things. <laughs> No. Crickets. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> wow. Well, on to final thoughts. Um, so I think overall this story is very immersive. <laughs> um, especially with the use of like the dictaphone transcript as a medium and like the wraparound notes from at the beginning and at the end. Um I have read similar stories, uh, even seen movies similarly themed in, with caves and creatures that turn out to be like people that have like evolved down like even with the problem that like problems that we kind of had like with some of the like how this how the people are talking in this or like like what we just said we're um with uh dr perry um like not kind of losing his shit more and more um i still think this was a really cool creepy tale of a chud uh which are cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers (laughs) that's a thing uh chud is a movie called uh, uh chud is a movie called chud cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers and is about cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers in the sewers eating homeless people in a city <laughs> okay um, you said that like that is a very clearly understood thing like it's a pretty popular like monster it's it's a it's a cult classic <laughs> like among uh, horror fans so yeah um like so for this story specifically if you're a fan of like stories like Lovecraft's The Beast in the Cave or like The Lurking Fear or even films like The Descent, um, you'll probably enjoy this story. Uh, I also see why they put a, a mature warning tag on there, um, especially because we didn't really we didn't really cover it a lot in our notes. I just noticed. I just realized. Which we shouldn't, but, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not addressing it. But like it, it's sort of it's there. It's like maybe they could have like added like a content warning to explain what exactly is the mature rating at the top. But like, at least they put a mature warning uh, tag. Um, it's probably in those, it does say that there's a link. Oh yeah. So like if you need more information on, so it's probably saying in that link that I just refuse to click on for some dumb reason. Um, yeah. that if there's anything about nudity or sexuality in it, there is a, um, content warning. Yeah, that's fair. That um, might be just the way it is. Yeah. But is I will say, yeah, and it is it is a pretty visceral graphic scene, but it does it is not played out lo- too long. Like it doesn't uh, overstay its welcome. <laughs> um, it's welcome and, at all. But yeah, yes, I get but it. it also does deliver an unsettling tone for the intention of these creatures, which is what you want in a creepy pasta. <laughs> like you you want something to unsettle you uh, I'm in not a way. Reading this to be creeped out. What's wrong with you? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I just like <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> yeah, why are you here? <laughs> but no, um joking aside. Um yeah, like I I think like it was as tasteful as you can do for that cuz like yeah. It's not it, it wasn't like they don't like go into full graphic detail about like the more disturbing aspects of what happened. Mm. Um so like it's there like it's creepy it's like yes that's it's terrifying that's that's a bad thing and they address it as a bad thing and then it's gone and and then it's over so i i don't mind it the way it is because it 
again, it didn't overstay its welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all this to say, I am still going to recommend the story. There are some issues. There's, there's some things that can be fixed or some things that can be modified to the story to make it better as with all stories, but honestly, it can all be who is fun. Yeah, of course. Um, and specifically <laughs> if you, if you are a fan of like subterranean, like, um, like humanoid monster movies or like stories, this is another one of those. Um, it does kind of fall into those tropes, but like, it's still enjoyable. So I'm going to still recommend the story. Mikey, these stands for evil. Alright. So uh, for me, the reveals did nothing for me. So the oh, is that a tail? Uh and it ends up being a reproductive organ. I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah. I I mean again, I even called it in my notes. I was like, I hope that's a tail. <laughs> I hope yeah. that's actually a tail. <laughs> even though like in the back of my mind, it's not a tail. <laughs> Yeah. Um then the um the review at the end, oh it had bandages on it. Like I, I agree with Gamer and Yellow that there should have been a more of a descent into badness and uh less easy to understand what he was saying. Um as he became more crazy. Um <laughs> It'd be cool if there was something clearer to tell it's him. Like, yeah. Like if he um, had a false leg or something, or um, something clearly obvious, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like he would still have clothes. Oh, no, he burned his clothes. No, he burned um, all his clothes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, if he had the watch and that, like, it had like a glowy part, like that could have been something. Yeah. But... And we don't fully know how the how much the transformation goes so i don't know if it like during the transformation all of his hair falls out or something so if you couldn't use that even it might be hard to actually get distinguishing features on him hence the bandages which is acceptable just the bandages need to be highlighted a little bit more before i believe yeah and as i pointed out uh earlier like point out that he put bandages on his arms from blocking the rock tail lizard rock throwing yeah you you wanted more detail of like where the the bandages were placed rather than yeah just saying i had to bandage up my my injuries <laughs> yeah. yeah which injuries to arm yeah no um and then i did like the uh rock tail lizards uh, yeah. uh i feel like they should should have had a much more prominent role since I mean, they were going to study them, but then yeah. went on a tangent and studied something else, which ended up not being a good idea. They were out in the middle of nowhere, so they knew the tangent police would take forever to get to them. So, like, yeah, we, let's go on this tangent. We got this. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, then, like, like the, the tangent police had to go through Interpol to get to, like, an international, like, yeah. uh, a different nation. And, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's that sound <laughs> like just helicopter like coming overhead it's like go 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 trup, trup, hop, 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 hop. like through the, through the jungles what would the tangent police's alarm or siren be would it be like get on with it get on with it yeah like like almost like like a sigh like whoop whoop but like yeah. whoop whoop, whoop. 
<laughs> tangents aside, though, please continue. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Before the tangent, please get us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that being said, uh, I also didn't really care for where it went for with when the stuff that wasn't safe for work. Um, but you have to have a reason to sort of fear these creatures. So I understand why they did it. Um, but overall, I can still only give this a partial recommendation. Not a personal recommendation. <laughs> no. <laughs> Personally, give it a partial recommendation. Yes. <laughs> it's a personal partial. All right. Well, uh, next up a gamer. Yeah. Uh, for my personal recommendation, um, Aside from the initial encounters with the children on the rock lizard and all that, and my annoyance of that, the story went pretty well. It left me wondering what the creatures were and like where it was going, but not really in a bad way. Um, when we eventually got the description of the creatures, it was properly creepy and fucked up, which yep. I appreciate. <laughs> uh, the not safe for work stuff was very much... Sorry, the not safe for work warning was very much warranted. And uh, maybe per maybe described a bit too much in my opinion um considering the person talking about it knew the victim question like i don't know if he had to go into much detail at all in that situation especially if he's freaking out unless yeah, he he's a his... cold heartless bastard he doesn't care <laughs> i mean like, compared to, like based on like how he was he and kincaid were like talking down to Jeanette during early on yeah <laughs> but like yeah i think i think there definitely could have been room for like some um more breakdown in his like trying to like trying to muster up the words to uh to um put on record what what happened to Jeanette and such to me it felt like he was more broken up about Kincaid falling down the cliff yeah. than her getting that happening to her yeah that that's true yeah like what that there should have been sobbing description for that one too <laughs> like yeah for, rather than, like because like, Kincaid's dead <laughs> and then it's like Jeanette just went into the into the nest and uh that and goes on. Yeah, that ha- that <laughs> happened. Yeah, but maybe he's losing it at that point. Like, so yeah. he's not in touch with his emotions anymore. Yeah, he's just kind of a, a husk of a human being. Um, but yeah. Uh, with the whole like sexual aspect of the goings on, um, I'm not sure if it was exactly needed to be told in such detail. But if it wasn't. I probably wouldn't have been creeped out as much as I was. Yeah. So, though I was initially annoyed by the recordings doing such a poor job describing what they're seeing and all that, eventually the visual does get built. And although it's drip-fed to us for story structure purposes, kind of. um, But overall, I still recommend it because it has good atmosphere, a fucked-up group of creatures, and overall it left me creeped out. And that's what this is supposed to do. It's supposed to make us feel creepy. Or not feel creepy. Be <laughs> creeped out. Yes. Which is... Honestly, it doesn't really happen too much anymore. I don't know if that's just because I'm desensitized to I, all these. I think it might be a mix of that and, like... Because creep... So... Being creep... Like, having creepiness in the story, like, it's sort of like there's a spectrum of it. Like, there's, like... Yeah. Again, much like... Uh, like, I get how I've I've mentioned in the past, like, there's, like there's aesthetic versus substance. Like there's stories that are like genuinely creepy. Like this story, for example, I think fits is getting close to the substance aspect, like the, the end, the end of the substance aspect. And then there's ones that are just like, it's horror, but like 
on an on, on a more surface level than like at its core roots. Like it's it it's is like horror for horror two versus playing like Outlast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Killing Floor Two is horror and creepy, but like in a fun and like and like fun and like you're not really scared, but there's a thrill to it because of like the 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 design of the of the levels and like the monsters and stuff. But yeah. you're not really scared of it because you got guns and you're shooting all you're mowing down like like creatures and some of that. Then you go play Outlast and you're like, oh fuck, yeah, oh. <laughs> like that's when you get like actual like creepy like shit going on. It's it's like. It's the difference between like having a like, because like both both do have like a safety net. Like there is a barrier like that. Like oh, you're safe because you're just reading a story. But like one has it where it's like you have that safety barrier, but do you? <laughs> like it, it gives you doubt. <laughs> like I think that's I think that's like where the scare where like how sometimes people get scared from scary stories is like they the story does a good job at making you forget. That it is a story. <laughs> yeah. And with this one, um, it could do that so much more by having all these actually recorded. Yeah, that would have been, if this had been like an audio transcription, oh my god. Like, I don't if know so, if I would actually read it. <laughs> that would definitely be on my like listen uh, like on my on my phone to listen to. <laughs> I would listen to that on car ride. (laughs) Oh yeah, on car ride. Yeah, Yeah. I have. I've listened to really creepy shit, like from like old Gods of Appalachia, or um, uh, like there's 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 a handful of like, um, like audio. Um, uh, they're they're basically like radio plays that are done kind of that that are done similar to this. Like the um, there's Archive fifty. I think it's Archive eighty one. Um. That does it. Uh, like there's Lime uh, Lime Town is another one. Like there there are like these spooky horror based like radio dramas on on like in in podcast form that you can get check out. And I would love a version of this as that. <laughs> yeah, like I would right. have a hard time listening to all that if it's voice acted well, obviously, because that's yeah. dependent with on sound effects of like give yeah the proper inflections and have like put the echo in of the cave system and. Okay, I'm just like trying the sound of them walking around and everything, and that and they're they're like weird like buzzing sound, like the buzzing noise they make. Yeah, like what is that? Like I'm trying to like visualize what a what a buzzing what what a human mouth doing a buzzing sound would be for like other than like the silly, bzz, <laughs> but like I'm like like it would be like like maybe it's because like they're constant because the mouth is like constantly like opening and closing. Like maybe that's like it's creating like a burbling effect sound no it's i didn't get a clear sound effect of that in my head i neither did i but like i just kind of let it go yeah same um like i just kind of assumed it's like some kind of like weird it's like it's indescribable (laughs) like in in lovecraft stories like he's like the 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 the, its appearance is indescribable (laughs) if it's something to do with their exposed rib cage moving around oh maybe it's like rattling it's sort of like rattle the cages (laughs) (laughs) monster really will rattle your cage <laughs> your rib cage Ugh. or it's like a rattlesnake kind of like look but it's like but it's the rib cage is clacking yeah oh oh yeah if it was a clacking noise instead of a buzzing noise yeah that'd be cool but yeah overall i still recommend it it's just fucked up <laughs> well, and so good job <laughs> yeah so good job you did it i hate it <laughs> yeah thanks I thanks hate i hate it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, good, of course. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, that is like what we're trying to, uh, that's what we're trying to evaluate these stories on is like the creepiness factor. And like, is it like good from like a aesthetically creepy scene or is it good from a substance creepy thing? Or does it fall in that middle ground that kind of is like, meh. <laughs> and I feel like this story does manage to get, get more into the, the, the substance of creepy. For sure. So. And although there was a lot of stuff I was complaining about early on, none of it was enough to ruin my uh, enjoyment and creepy um, feels I got from reading this. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, so a two recommendations and a partial recommendation. Not bad. Um, and uh, that will do it for this week's episode. So... If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, we're all on Twitter. You can send us messages there. Mikey is at the E stands for evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W at the end, because the name is very long. It is, but whatever. <laughs> wow, so not the middle. I've committed, like, I've committed like, to this now, so. It is, but whatever. Life doesn't mean yeah. anything. <laughs> um, and I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, if you'd like to send us uh, emails, you can send them to aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah! And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up aldenterigamortis and select the back of you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. As always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void of an empty, dark pit of a cave. <laughs> um, and without your authorship, without you creating these stories and posting them online for people to share and enjoy, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about. So, thank you. <laughs> Much again, thanks. I hate it. <laughs> mm -hmm. In a good way. <laughs> um, so, until next time, I've been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. <laughs> <laughs>